It's Monday. It's Lacrosse Talk PM. You're listening to WIZM Newstalk 1410 AM and 92.3 FM. I'm Dave Carney, filling in again. Rick Solom, my partner in crime today, sitting over there where the cameras can't see him. And uh, you want the lights on? Or probably want no, the lights on I probably don't want the no, lights on. As a matter of fact, with the horrible lighting that we have that's here in the funny. WYZM studio, I have been looking for ways in which a static camera that stares down on me as I make fidgety movements and and mouth. And you got like a black sweatshirt on, so really nobody could. See Thank God for small just, favors. Just Listen, I'm your I'm, do, I'm, I'm, I'm doing you a favor. Trust me. <laughs> this is the way radio was supposed to be in secret. And no, I don't want those lights on. If they get again well, better, it's because I got those lights on. Well, right, those are on. good ones. Those are actual like those studio right. lights. All right, so it's uh, like I mentioned Monday. Well, we knew this was going to come, hell or high water. Nothing we could do to avoid that. Hopefully, you guys had a great weekend. It was an exceptionally mild weekend weather wise. Now we've seen that turn a little bit here, Rick. I was in good shape earlier today. Went on a walk with the dog. Went you know a couple three miles like we usually do our daily five k. And no problems. About 11 o'clock this morning till about noon when we get back. It's fine. It's 30 degrees, no wind, possibly a slight drizzle. By 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm getting a message that's from... When I, that's when I'm walking my dog. Oh, okay. So at 2 o'clock when Rick's walking his dog, and maybe we can tell why he's like the weatherman. But I get this message from DeSoto School saying, hey, all after school activities have been canceled, including practice. So my son is on the DeSoto Middle School wrestling team right now and is gearing up for his first meet, actually, this Thursday in Kickapoo. And I thought, man, that's a real drag. No practice. I didn't really understand why, because looking out from my house, again, I couldn't really see anything. Then I get in the truck, and the truck is a two-wheel drive. The right. SUV is a four-wheel. And I caught a little fish. Yeah, right. You know, a little fishtail. Like, oh, now I see. So if you're driving around the back coolies, and you're worried about, you know, the health, safety, and well-being of, like, I don't know, 65 people's children's, Probably not a great idea to keep pushing things past the regular school time. So hopefully you guys had a great weekend. It was nice. Like I mentioned, we are going to have a chilly one coming up here this weekend in lacrosse. But for now, uh, we are still remaining above seasonal norms. So that's always kind of a good thing. Has there been – do they have trail rider like like trails out by where you are, Valley High Golf Course? Do they put up There's, snowmobile trails? Yeah. Yep, right, right. Has anybody been able to use them this year? Maybe like maybe like three days oh, or three, wild. you know, a couple of days in a row. Yeah. But yeah, no, not really. All right. So coming up here today on the program, again, it's Monday. It's Lacrosse Talk PM. This is your program. Rick and I are just here to press a couple buttons and make sure that everything doesn't fall apart. Like we, well, we're going to have to work on something like that off air here. But do you ever pop in here and then start going, all right, we got a Badger game tonight, and then we get, oh, wait, I'm in the I'm in the Wisdom studio. Now no, the I studio. never do that, actually. Because <laughs> no. I was like, all right, because I feel like, uh, you want to talk Badgers? Oh, we can do no, that. No, just... We'll see. And listen, again, like I say, this isn't our show, Rick. This is their show. And the Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. You got something to say? We'd love to have you on air. Again, 785-7914 couple things on my mind today and you and i spent three days together last week which was a lot of fun had some really cool shows and uh, got a chance to talk to listeners uh, that we haven't been able to talk to or at least i haven't for quite some time so that was good for me hopefully you know it was good for you uh but coming up today i want to talk about new year's resolutions right so it's the middle of january i would be willing to bet that half of everybody who started their new year's resolutions january 1st or 2nd have already given up on those as a matter of fact research suggests U.S. News and World Report says that 88%, Rick, of all people who start with New Year's resolutions on January 1st will have abandoned those by February. So my question here here today is this. If you have these New Year's resolutions, what are they? Are you sticking to them? 
I did a little research, a little poking around, and I found this really cool website, which I've, I've gone to from time to time. It's called lifehack.com, okay, because I'm all about these, like, life hacks. If you can figure out a way in which to really jump up your productivity, your creativity, whatever it is, and you want to get there fast, well, it's called a life hack. So not to say that you have to go to that site, but it is pretty interesting, and they've got some good reads. So lifehack.com has got the 10 reasons why New Year's resolutions fail. And again, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line, 608-785-7914 is the number. Something else I want to hit on, and you actually have this story on our website, which is wizmnews.com. Again, wizmnews.com about Jeremy Miller, who is the Senate president in in Minnesota. And, and there's something interesting about Minnesota right now with their state governing bodies. The Senate and the House are split. And Rick, in writing this article, found out that Minnesota has become the first state since 1914. I, th- I think it's... I think it's the first time in the U.S. that there's only one state with a split. Okay. Let's first time it. in the U.S. that only of, one of state. 50. Sure. That only one state in those times in 1914. We didn't have all 50 states, so that's even less. But I hear what you're saying. In that whole time, since 1914 to now, there hasn't been but one state to have a split House and Senate. Yeah. That's Minnesota right now. That seems crazy, right? Well, not necessarily. Trends follow trends in the United States government, that's been more common, where you have a split, you know, House, Senate, the Republicans had had control for quite some time. Now it's back to a split. So I don't know that that's, you know, all that wild. But what's interesting here and why I thought this was also going to wrap into something else I wanted to hit on today is what Minnesota is doing with respect to their state government and what Wisconsin is doing to our state government. My overall question today, because I don't really know a whole lot about Tony Evers. I understood he was a superintendent of schools here in the state. But outside of campaign you know, stops and what you see on TV and reading the paper, I don't know a whole lot. So I'm curious from Wisconsin residents that have lived here for longer than I have. I've been here for two years. Do you think Tony Evers is going to do a good job? Okay, Because a lot of times when you read about Wisconsin from outside of Wisconsin, this place is great. I mean, it looks great. And, and don't get me wrong, it's a great state. But the statistics of what Wisconsin is doing employment-wise, education-wise, healthcare-wise – they look really good when you live in a place like I did, Nevada, that's at the bottom of basically every single list. But did Scott Walker do what he said he was going to do? Do you think Tony Evers is going to do good? Do you think he's going to do bad? Will it be better? Will it be worse? Again, 785 is the number. So, Rick, do you have New Year's resolutions? Do you ever do that? No, not that I even, you know, there's always just the should work out more that's kind of like but it's never a resolution it's just like every day you know what i should probably work out more and i was thinking the other day too and you mentioned you were walking your dog yeah i was like man i wonder how much less i would exercise if i didn't feel guilty about you know what i need to like my dog needs to go outside for dude you'd never leave the house pretty pretty big walks yeah well you've got a retriever right like yeah so she needs to be walked like it's it's like my dog they're busy by nature, dogs, you have to get them out. Like, yeah. there's just no sitting around the house. Oh, it, but she would. Like, your dog might be a little hyper. My dog is still chill in the house the whole time. Okay. You can tell okay. she's hyper, but like, we get outside and she turns into a, a whole different person, a whole different animal. Interesting. Okay. Well, in that case, I guess I would just, to answer your, how much more would you, a lot, you would sit around a lot more. Yeah, because I wouldn't, you know what, I need to go for a walk on my own. No way. Like, oh, I'm just going to sit here. and. <laughs> yeah. This is the first year that I did not enter the new year with a, quote, resolution in some time. However, 
That doesn't mean that I'm losing sight of overall goals. Part of the reason that I don't set New Year's resolutions now is that in measurable ways, I've actually achieved the levels in which I was trying to reach in, in certain areas. Now it's about finding other measurable steps forward. And, and oftentimes, it's hard for me to capitulate to a specific goal. Now, one of the things that I'm really, really invested in right now, always am, but especially right now, is just cleaning my diet back up after the holidays. And so for me, it wasn't like a resolution of like, well, I'm going to have to stop eating so many fast food meals. I don't eat fast food. It wasn't for me like, well, I really can't have more fried chicken because it's not like I eat fried chicken. But what I do do during the holidays is I snack on candy. I drink more. And for me, that's probably the biggest culprit to my health or unhealth, if you will, is that I'll imbibe in a couple of festivitous cocktails. Did I say that right? No, uh, festivious cocktails a little bit more than I possibly normally would. So again, if you've got New Year's resolutions, I'm curious to know what they are. And if you have them, have you kept them up? Because here it is, it's the middle of January. And like I mentioned, I believe that about 50% of you guys, if you had those resolutions, already have given them up. And statistics show that by February, 88% of all resolutions are going to be off the table. Uh, let's hit some news real quick. When we come back, I want to play this piece of audio that you've actually put together. It's an article that we've got on our website right now, wizmnews.com, talking about uh, the interesting state of the Minnesota state of politics, if you will, and Senate President Jeremy Miller, who's got a couple of things to say. You're listening to Lacrosse Talk PM here on WIZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. It's uh, WIZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. I'm Dave. He is Rick Solom, and we are here on your Lacrosse Talk PM this afternoon. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line remains open at 785-7914. You want to hear your voice on the radio? We'll put you up. If you just want to send a random message or an aside and don't want to get your voice on the radio, use the text line. Or if you're watching us on Facebook Live, send us a message there as well. And uh, we'll be sure to work them all in here today. Eric's up here with us. Eric, how are you today? Um, I'm okay here, I guess. I, uh, you want to you're sitting your where? Resolution? Yes. You're, yes. What are your resolutions, Eric? I only got one. Okay, what is it? I switched from 2% milk to 1% milk. I get a little here, and I want to change that. I think that's an accomplishable goal, Eric. So let me ask you, are you still on your New Year's resolution? Certainly am. Oh, good man. Good man. Well, that's what I like to see, and really that's kind of the thrust of this, right? I was like, well, do you have a New Year's resolution? If you do, what is it? And if you're still on it, I'd like to know about it because, again, U.S. News and World Report, and you can find this stat in a number of different places, shows that 80 to 88 percent of people within the first month, month and a half, can sometimes be the tipping point, Rick. They give up on their New Year's resolutions. Just say no. Now, Eric, he's got one that I think is super accomplishable. What was it? Switching it. from 2% to 1% milk. Oh, okay. So I, I feel like that like is... weaning off. Yeah, bit. yeah. I mean, you know, reducing his uh, caloric intake, perhaps. Yeah. So there's that. All and right, then, so... And then go right to almond milk after that. And then I, you... I just tried... Uh, you know what my wife put in? See, I get... I feel almost bad saying how well taken care of I am. Uh, I get extremely well taken care of, right? Like a fat house cat, okay? So that's just what it is. I'm a lucky guy. But my wife made me this new breakfast thing because, you know, I'm not saying that we're health nuts, but we're health conscious, right? Again, do I probably have a vodka cocktail one too many times during the week? Yes. 
do I eat a better than average diet? Mostly. So anyhow, she's making me this new breakfast and it's quick oats and it's, you know, steel cut oats mixed with coconut milk and a bunch of fruits, right? Blueberries, blackberries, bananas, all this kind of stuff. That coconut milk is legit. And I know that the dairy council has a real problem with like people calling stuff that doesn't come from a cow, like a specifically a cow. I don't even think they like goat's milk being called milk, but I know they don't like the thing being called milk that it is, but whatever this almond concoction actually is, I don't care because it was delicious. Almond milk, my son's allergic to nuts, so we keep away from that. All right, let's go back to the Better Hearing Center talking text line, Rick, 785-7914. Who's up next? Number three. Number three? What's happening, fella? Well, it's too bad on your way home. Stop off by Southern Bluffs. I got a cold beer for you. Do you now? Do you now? Well, that sounds like a heck of a plan, man. How are you? I'm fit as a fiddle. Well, that's good to hear. So three. It's the only way to be when you're a Norwegian. That's See, right. I know you like to rub elbows with City Hall. Sure. I heard on the radio the other day that they've been doing some work behind the old City Bury down there, or City Bury. Okay. They started in August doing something. They closed up the road. Yeah. And I hear it ain't going to be open until June. Really? That's a long now, time. That's darn near a year. To dig a hole in the ground and do some sewer pipe. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? It's interesting that you mentioned that, Three, because I have, like, zero idea what that is that's going on behind City Brewery because I just never thought to ask. They shut down the road, and I just took Jackson, I think, up and then back over the way that I, I go home. So that does seem like a long time from August to June. But I would say this. I'm not entirely sure how uncomplicated it would be, Rick, to actually have to dig up stuff from behind the city brewery. I mean, that might be like plumbing that's been there for quite some time. And who knows if that needs special attention or care? I don't know. And I think they just voted to either open that road up for a short period of time here. Okay. For a couple months and then close it. And it would be closed for a really long period of time. Okay. Or just to keep it closed and do what they need. To we'll just keep, keep it closed. It. Yeah. Yeah. Just... And that was the thing. They were like, well, we're going to keep it closed because people will get too confused. The reasoning was terrible. People will get too confused if the road opens up for a little while and then it closes again oh. as if they wouldn't understand like, oh, the road's closed. Well, you know, and listen, for, for all of those things, we've got a mechanism. It's called WIZM News Talk 1410 AM and 92.3 FM. All right. I see we got some other calls coming in. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line 785-7914. Okay. Nope, well, they dropped off. You can come on. If they drop off, you come on. All right. Since we don't have a call queued up right now, what I do want to play is a piece of audio that you actually have gotten from uh, Jeremy Miller, who is the Senate president for Wisconsin, or excuse me, Minnesota. Uh, and Jeremy Miller is 35 years old, a Republican. Winona has given this state of Minnesota, their youngest modern era uh, yet legislator, I guess, since dating back to 1973, the story says. The youngest Senate president. Since 1973. Since yeah. Okay. So Jeremy Miller is talking, at least in this clip, about what he sees in the state of Washington and how that might be different uh, for folks in Minnesota. I consider Washington, D.C. Uh, dysfunctional, and it's uh, oftentimes disappointing. Here at the state level, we can at least still get really good things done. All right. And that's, you know, so that's a quick soundbite, but Jeremy's talking about getting things done. And, and the reason this sort of came into my purview here today is I told Rick, I wanted to ask you guys, do you think Tony Evers is going to do a good job uh, coming off the heels of Scott Walker? And again, for me, two years into the state, it looked like, you know, 
like him or dislike him, like his politics, don't like his politics, Scott Walker had a successful state. And that was one of the very few reasons that an unattractive man like him actually made it to a presidential stage and for a very fleeting time had a chance to be the Republican nominee. So I was curious, do you think that Tony Evers is going to do a, a good job? And, and did you consider what Scott Walker did to be a good job? So Rick brings up this story that we've got on WYZMnews.com about the state of Minnesota. And I think it's very interesting, the fact that our two states so close in so many different ways, right? We tie together with history. We tie together with sports. We tie together with community and even the makeup of, of our general area. Very heavy German and 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 uh, like Norwegian, right? So Wisconsin, very much over the last eight years, staunchly conservative. Minnesota, a bit different, looking a little more liberal, if you will, if you want to use that particular phrase. So curious to get thoughts on on what you think might be the good thing about Wisconsin that Minnesota doesn't do or vice versa. You think, hey, there's something in Minnesota that they're doing that we're not doing here in Wisconsin. Interestingly, a lot of the metrics on unemployment, on tax rates, on a lot of things are about the same. So does it really matter is the question, right? Democrat, Republican. Because if you listen to Jeremy Miller, you listen to Mayor Tim Cabot, who, Rick, we've got a story on WIZMnews.com as well, speaking about the fact that while politics might be very partisan and, and might be very fractured in, in places like the state capital, Madison, for example, here, and I think it's St. St. Paul, right, for Minnesota? Okay. So while politics might be fractured for those guys, it's not necessarily fractured on the local levels. And I think even on the state level, as Jeremy Miller's talking about, but I think this plays really well into what Mayor Cabot says. You you guys are dissenting. We're not. I thought it was interesting, and maybe it's just because I don't don't live in La Crosse and don't know the city council members really well, but when you look at city council, you see names, right? And, you know, this person is in charge of this district and that district, and the the mayor you could probably say he's probably a little bit liberal he probably leans he leans democratic obviously do they even have politics like, mean, do but they that, even go party politics and that's in what I was getting local go, government that's what I was going for is like you don't go to the city council and vote for them because one's a democrat or one's a republican right no. like I don't feel like they run like that they, they don't it, it, you're t- traditionally that's not supposed to be the thing the mayor is traditionally not supposed to be a political operative like yeah. democratic or republican traditionally. That's changed a bit recently. And you but can kind of tell. They're going to lean one way or the other based on, you know, what they say. Like, you can, like, oh, my gosh, Tim Cabot said sanctuary city. Oh, climate. He's worried about the climate. Like, you right. get fired up about right. that. Right, okay. So I get the other way, but, trigger words. But city council sure. members aren't necessarily like that. I no. Don't, you know, like, maybe if you really pay attention to your city council member in your district, you'd be like, you know what? That dude's a liberal. That dude's a conservative. You might think that or figure that out. But they're not running campaigns. Why don't we do that with all government? Like, Hey, you know what? You don't get to run as one or the other. You just get to run. Well, okay. Look, first and and most like obvious reason. No, it's just it's money. That's all it is. Like the reason that okay, a guy like oh, let me think. Gary Johnson most recently in this last presidential election, or really think about any time in which Ross Perot back in 1992, if you will, the Republican and Democratic parties are the ones who decide they are going to hold debates. The Democratic and Republican parties are the ones that decide they're going to hold their own special elections. And those parties and their financiers don't allow 
for dissidents. They don't allow for third acts to come in there. We've seen what that did. Well, we've had uh, Phil Phil Anderson was running for governor. He was in here. I believe he was running for governor. He was in here in our studio. And he was, you know, like everyone agreed with all his ideas. Like, yeah, oh, you and know. And what do you have? Gonna, an I by your name? Yeah, you know. Right? What are you supposed to do with that? Listen, Jesse Ventura in Minnesota, and, and I wasn't in this area of the country for his governorship, but I have seen some of what his governorship had left behind for the state of Minnesota, light rail systems that take you through the state, wind power that goes a long way. He's about as not liberal as anybody I could have ever pictured, right? Like Jesse Ventura is, quote, not a liberal. But Jesse Ventura had a lot of ideas that were radically liberal to those that wanted to be, quote, staunchly conservative. And like you just mentioned, it becomes really hard to put into your mind's eye how you capitulate to one and or another, only one or two. There's only two choices of anything, right? It's like right. ice cream. There's only chocolate and vanilla. Well, you laughed at me last week for, for saying the city spent too much on a building in the Pettibone Park. And you're like, whoa, that's a conservative idea, Rick. Like, whoa. Well, yeah. I'm just saying. Right. You're telling me, hey, you got to cut back on the spending. Well, that doesn't sound like a freewheeling liberal spendaholic, does it? <laughs> no, but listen, I was just talking to young Grant Bills, who's doing a great show, and don't you dare tune him on, <laughs> on WKTY. 96.7 FM and Grant's 20. He goes to UWL. He doesn't really know a lot about politics. Heck, I don't know anything about politics. But what I do know is that what we consider ourselves, the identity politics, are as dangerous to what we do as any particular policy. Because, again, it takes out the idea that you, Rick, as an individual, could have a thought which would be at times sympathetic to a certain cause and maybe at other times unsympathetic to a cause at the same time. Okay, we've got some news. Let's do it. All right, I'll tell you what. When we come back, the Better Hearing Center talking text line, 785-7914, going to be open back up for you. It's Lacrosse Talk PM here on News Talk WIZM, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Lacrosse Talk PM here on WIZM, News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks a bunch for making Rick and myself a little portion of your day. Sure wish we could be with you longer, but coming up at 6 this evening, Dave Ramsey. Now, we had a couple of calls here, Rick, talking about New Year's resolutions and getting out of debt was one of those resolutions that was brought up and then therefore echoed here. That's one of the best things that I could ever recommend. Now, this past year, my wife and I were completely 100 percent out of debt. Okay, 100 percent out of debt. We are under 40 and we are fast tracking it. Then a very large life changing situation occurred. We had a, a massive custody case with my son in California. Uh, that cost um, more money than I care to share with you on air. It was a lot. It it, it really dipped into our savings, and uh, we had to take on some extra credit card debt is, as well. Is that why he's out for wrestling? Because you save on food, then, right? Like, because he doesn't bet eat. your ass. <laughs> he doesn't bet your. You just weight. you listen. You better get famous and get there quick. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So the point is, we've had to get you know into that credit card thing a little bit, and and we're working to knock this thing down in no time. And I'm assured that we will within a year. But that, for me, if I was going to say was one of those resolutions, quote unquote, that it goes without saying living without debt is the number one, the number one priority for me and has been since I've been an adult at 18 years old. When I got my first apartment, bought my car, everything cash, I've still got. And, and believe me, I'm not a hoarder. It was a really nice piece of furniture. My wife's repainted it and, and uh, retrofitted it, if you will. I've still got some of the furniture I bought from the thrift store that I got all the furniture from when I when I outfitted my first apartment. Okay, so for me, debt-free, that's the way to be. That's why Dave Ramsey, who I've had the occasion to meet a few times, and Bruce Smolik, the money man, as you guys know him as, they, they just spoke to me right away. And that's why I'm a firefighter's member. 
I wonder if I can get a talent fee for this today. I don't think so. <laughs> different day, different topic. We'll get into that some other time. Um, again, thanks a bunch for being with Rick and I today. I, I kind of wanted to get into this. Do you think Tony Evers is going to do a good job as governor? We probably won't have. I had no yes. idea about Tony Evers, what his platforms were. And then well, I did I some research today. knows about Tony Evers. Well, like, here's right? like was it? T- it's just one of them deals. Like Mike McCarthy's been the coach so long that everyone gets sick of Mike McCarthy. I guess. We just need a new coach. I guess we I had to go to his new governor. I had to go to his website, right? So Tony Evers, you know, this is the list of his priorities, at least according to TonyEvers.com: public education, healthcare, infrastructure, protecting natural resources, and economic development. You know, one of the things that I think you know is salient for the state of Wisconsin is the economic development. Couldn't Tony Evers win every election from here until the day he dies if he just said, I'm going to fix the roads? That would ever, get him if far. You ever look at the comments. That, would, that would get him far. <laughs> right. But then he's going to have to do so I without mean, raising literally would have to fix some taxes roads. too much. Look, the differences between, and, and we had a great call here just a couple minutes ago. I don't recall his name, and I apologize. Uh, but the differences between the D and the R, the I and the U, the me and the who are largely marginal. And when we break things down into their mobility, more basic levels, we'll find out, especially as an American society, there's a lot more in common than there is apart. There really is. Like we, we share a pretty strict set of commonalities. It doesn't seem like that often because we fracture ourselves and with Facebook and just the ability to separate yourself from a larger group for a majority of our working lives. We don't have to go to the store if we don't want. We can get groceries delivered. These things, I think, Rick, are, are part of the, the reasons why we can't find commonality in politics and why we heard from Jeremy Miller. Uh, earlier today, who was the uh, Senate president in, in, in Minnesota, that things are fractured. We hear from Tony Evers. Want to get back to, you know, regular down the line, get stuff done here in the state of Wisconsin. When but you, this is a microcosm. When you go to the polls, do you bring your phone in there and you're no. like, man, I got to look this no. up? Do you know who no. exactly well, you, you're, you're supposed We're supposed to do the pre-voting stuff. You get the packet right. in the mail. You're supposed to do that stuff before. Well, well you're talking about uninformed voters. Like some well, people right. are in there and like, you know what? I didn't see this one. So I got to, I mean, I, I was looking up a couple of them and, and the ones that I didn't know I didn't vote for. But if there were no R's, D's or I's next to those names, how there would you know? be information packets. But then how, how would you no, be like, see, that would be nice to have those in there. But who puts? But see, that's what I think our last caller was mentioning, is that if you are that uninformed about your general politicking and what's going on, do us all a favor and don't vote because you don't know what you're doing. Right. It's like, okay, look, it's like going to WKTY. If you've never watched a Packer game, probably best if you don't talk a whole bunch about the Packers. You can have an opinion if you want. Right. Like you don't like the Packers. Okay, well, what do you base that off of? Well, I don't know. I just don't like their colors. I just did a McCarthy take. I haven't watched Packer game all season. Okay. But you know what? Don't be a smartass. You've watched Packer games before. And so, and you forcibly have, I'm sure. But my point is that if you try to do something, anything, any walk of life in which you have absolutely no depth of knowledge, the likelihood that you will make a mistake, possibly a grievous one, is high. It just is. And and I'm with you. There, there are times in which I've gone into voting booths where I had no idea who this person was, and I didn't vote for it. Well, you don't you, have to vote for everything. You almost think there could be like a. And I was this was this sounds silly, but like a night class to like inform sure. you on. But obviously, <laughs> that would be partisan one way or the other, whether it you would. know it or not. But like, I feel like uh, the. The group on the south side that just put up that center, I can't think of it, but they had like a marijuana informational sure. session. Sure, symposiums. And, you know, like some police were there and some and me, when Mitch was in here, me and Mitch were like, this feels like it's going to be an anti-marijuana. And we didn't, I don't know one way or the other whether it was or not, but it just felt like they, going into that, they were going to be a kind of anti-marijuana. 
And I couldn't tell you if they were or not, but it was kind of interesting seeing that going in. And yeah. That's kind of how you might go into some of these voting things where you're like, oh, this guy's going to – this group is going to be anti, you know. You know, the way that I, I've thought about this for many years, and, and there, there's so many ways in which we could take this, and now we've got a minute <laughs> and 30 minute. <laughs> seconds to go, so we won't get all there. Uh, but what I do think should – be happening that won't happen and it's not like this is going to change anything but the way that i think that we should be able to consume politics and politicians especially is like this you have a certain date and deadline in which you have to file for your for your candidacy okay certain date and deadline you meet whatever the requirements are that you can actually run for the said position cool we'll put you on the ballot and we'll put you up there whatever public broadcasting systems there are this isn't one of them this is a private broadcast company we don't owe anybody any anything now if we have a candidate on here during election cycle we owe them equal time we do that but it would be incumbent at least in my estimation on the public broadcast companies of the states and therefore the country to give equal time to all candidates you will be informed like in the paper on radio stations like this when these things will be happening you then consume it then and that's it no commercials okay no tv commercials no radio commercials you're buying private ads to talk about a public position you can say whatever you want in it because it's not you perhaps it could be your group it could be your dark money person to me it would be like that go back to a public sphere let everything kind of get worked out like that boy that is a heck of a topic to get on when we have to send it over to dave ramsey but listen been a lot of fun who knows when we'll hear from each other again but if i don't talk to you very soon it's been a pleasure you're listening to wyzm news talk 1410 am 92 3 fm